The following episode might contain sensitive content that you might not be comfortable listening to. This will include topics such as self-harm, suicide, and alcoholism. If any of these things or anything related might disturb you, please proceed with caution or click off the video now. What makes you so afraid of the future? Is it the fear of not knowing what to do? Is it the fear of losing the people close to you? Is it just the general uncertainty of it all? Hello, my name is Hazy, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Only Rainy Days podcast. And today, um, from the title, I'm probably not going to change it from what I have in my notes. I've written down, I'm scared. And that's, that's my answer to that question from earlier. I'm scared about the, I'm scared about the future. I'm not, I know why, but at the same time, I can't ration out why I'm so afraid of the future. But there's just something about the uncertainty of it all. And not just the uncertainty, but the lack of drive and passion that I feel like I have right now is what makes me feel so afraid of the future. Because when I was younger, up to about high school, which I guess high school is when you really start to have a grasp and an idea that what you're doing really does make up your future. But, I mean, before then, I wasn't afraid of the future I would think about it a lot and I can't recall how many different professions and fields and whatever I supposedly said I was interested in when I was younger lots of weird things and things that you would hear from you know a kid want to be boxer uh set a bartender at some point computer scientist mathematician said a lot of things and as I kept getting older and older I started to narrow it down a little bit then it turned into I want to go into computer science or entrepreneurship those were the two things that I had on my mind going into high school and they both they both stayed true for quite some time um sophomore blue yeah sophomore year of high school I finally got my first I got into my first, like, truly legitimate computer science class, just coding. I think it was, like, Java and Python, or one of the two. I don't remember. It's either Java, Python, or C++. And I signed up for the class because I was hyper. I was like, and this is exactly what I've been telling myself I've been interested in for the last couple of years. I finally have the chance to do it at an institution that is actually held pretty highly. Like, this will be... An amazing experience. So I went into the class pretty hyper because I played around with computer science and I did my own things, self studied in a couple of languages, nothing too serious because I didn't have a grasp of like, oh, this is what the field actually looks like. So I go into the class and I think it took about one week for me to realize that that idea just kind of just got shattered. And a week into any class, especially an introductory class, there's not really anything of 
significance that could be like brought up to make you realize like oh no maybe I don't want to actually do this at all but I think I started to just once the information got brought up to me and I would see things especially because my roommate at the time he took the class and he was showing me what he was doing I started to get like I had an inside look into what the like beginning of the beginning looks like to enter this field because I didn't even have anything in mind that I wanted to do in computer science I just believed that that was what I wanted to do and just playing around and trying to make like you know introductory projects like um, create a dictionary basically and be able to like index it like so feed it 100 words and then be able to like call upon it or something like that I don't remember what the project was but just looking at things that went into it immediately I was like ooh maybe I should I got cold feet but I stayed with it and then debugging was a whole different nightmare I'm not I don't even want to think about that right now but by the time that that class was over and I passed it I was like oh so I've spent the last two three years kind of in a in a daze because I told myself I wanted to get into something didn't know exactly what it entailed and quite bluntly I fucked around and I found out I found out the hard way that that wasn't what I wanted to do but it was still a safe time to figure out that's not what I wanted to do so I'm happy I took that chance and then the next year right afterwards I decided to double or nothing my mistake and I took another coding class which was significantly harder than the first one and I had a different teacher who was not so lenient and I won't say she wasn't nice she's she's very nice I still remember her name and I had fun with her and she also spent a lot of time outside of class trying to help me because she realized that this was just not my strong suit at all like I was struggling so bless her heart but I doubled down to see like I right, let me make sure because my time I took it it was in junior year junior year at least in America that's when you know you have the SATs and ACTs and that's when you on those tests you even have to declare like right at the start like what major do you think you want to go into and I remember that year I had to write down undeclared because by that time I couldn't not nothing was sticking I couldn't find any classes that I enjoyed and enjoy anything and that feeling especially mixed in with the fact that I doubled or nothing on another coding class and hated it really left me feeling a dread for the future in terms of my own personal happiness in a sense or dreading what I would do with my life moving forward I didn't have my own direction I didn't know what I wanted to get into nothing was interesting nothing was interesting and because I didn't find anything interesting I didn't uh, I just didn't enjoy anything I didn't enjoy anything I didn't push myself through anything I had essentially 
no, I had no real motivation for any profession I could think of that you kind of need to think about for when you decide to start applying to college. Because junior year is when you usually should start knowing, like, this is what I want to do. And you start looking for colleges and which ones are the best and must do college visits and everything. I had next to nothing, but I did do one thing that I looked at long. I talked about it before in another episode, I believe, but I got into art. I got into art as a way to alleviate stress from my life, and I kept with it. I was always sketching and doodling on sides of papers and things like that, just keeping my hands active. So I think the same semester that I took a coding class, I took an art class at my school because they had only a handful of them, but there was one that I was able to take and it fit within my credits. I actually needed the class for my credits anyway. So I was like, oh, this is beautiful. I can just go take an art class and see if this is the thing for me. And I would have to say, I believe that art class is the first and only time that I truly applied myself because I wanted to in a field that I chose. So I used to apply myself all the time growing up, reading. I used to read a lot. I used to really like math. So I used to apply myself in math and always take advanced courses and all this. But those are things that were more put on to me, essentially. I grew up in a household where I was urged, if not essentially required at times, to read. And I'm surrounded by books. So it was just something that came second. It was just easy for me to pick it up. It was in my familiar culture, essentially. And in the same sense, my parents spent a lot of time tutoring my brother and getting his love for math and computer science up. So a lot of my interest growing up was simply because my, it was either solely because my bigger brother, my older brother was into it, or they made him teach me about, teach me it to be quite frank. Like I asked him about computer science and he willingly taught me some things. But for math, math wasn't a question I've been my brother has been tutored me in math starting from like the age of three or four and he's four grade levels above me so i've always would see something and at the time it would like blow my mind out the water and then about two three years later then i start to see what he was doing i'm like oh so that's what you were doing like i recall being in about fourth or fifth grade and he showed me algebra i saw the letters and I think even like 10-year-old, 11-year-old, however old I was at the time, me literally looked at him and said, why the fuck are there letters in your math? Like, what's the point? And he broke it down and he explained it to me. And he actually taught me algebra. And he continued to teach me algebra. And it started to make sense. But that's where my love for mathematics came from. Because it wasn't even love at that point. It was just the fact that I was urged to continue into it. And I was good at it. So I just naturally excelled or I just excelled. And that's what made me believe that I liked it. High school, that all came crumbling down. But the art class I took, I found love there. I found a lot of love there. 
because just being left with my own tools and seeing how you can give a group of people one prompt and see all the random different ways people interpret it and learning about abstract art and, that, and art history. Went over a lot in that class. And I also learned I can't paint if my life depended on it in that class. But it taught me a lot. And I love a class like to this day. I can still email my art teacher that I had then and just ask her questions about art because she used to be an artist. She used to be an art teacher in many places as well. And it was like an older lady. Like I think she was in her 50s or 60s at the time. And she still remembers my name. And I think she remembers my name, one, because I was so and I was so happy to be in her class. I never slept in her class. She was the one class I never slept in, never made the conscious effort to sleep in. And on top of that, I believe I'm the only person, at least in my class, and maybe in the last couple of years, to come out of that school a dedicated illustration major. I know one person in my class, she actually declared as an architecture major and she still is actually an architecture major i think that's very cool but i was one that was into like i guess quote unquote art art because i loved it i found passion i found drive there and being in her class and like actively trying to work harder and harder to make better art and taking her criticism and a group criticism to heart and trying to figure it out and do better that, that time period, especially with some of the other art classes I took on the side while I was doing the same thing, it, it's one of the only times in recent years where I felt true passion and fire and hope for my future. Because next time I took standardized tests or was asked to declare, I found what field of art I wanted to be in, digital art, digital illustration wrote it down on everything, never stopped talking about it, persevered through the countless amount of conversations I've had with friends and other teachers about like, are you sure you want to get into art? Is that really what you want to do? Are you sure you're ever going to make money? Does that field even pay? Dealt with all of it because it was a burning fire. I felt my future there. And then it all came crashing down in that regard at least because there's two parts to it when it all came crashing down when um when COVID hit because when COVID hit between COVID and not getting any scholarships because my GPA in high school went down very drastically due to me literally not trying and due to my poor mental health at the time we eventually decided that I should just take a gap year from um, from school so I didn't go to school I didn't go to college for about a year and during that time period it truly tested just how much I enjoyed making art because I loved making art when it was on demand and I loved making art when I felt like I needed to release something but when neither of those two things were present I did not create I did nothing I actually I just sat there stagnant and I essentially spent that entire year like doodling and sketching every now and then every couple of weeks and still deciding that I will and then still saying, yeah, I still want to go to school for art. Which was still true because after a year passed, I actually didn't roll 
into an art college. And once again, I felt happy because I had the sense of urgency to create allowed me to create. And there were so many things in the school. It was so beautiful. And I enjoyed talking to people and seeing their works. It was, it was amazing. But it was also very short-lived because I only went to college for about a amount of semester because after the first semester I I enjoyed that entire first semester even the weird weirder classes and the weirder people enjoyed everything even if it was online enjoyed everything and something about that winter time I don't remember what it was but we were on winter break and we come back for the beginning of the second semester of my freshman year and I got hit with like this disgusting amount of dread and I started to panic and lose sight of the future and everything in my head everything that I was loving to do and all started to crash down and eventually between that type of uncertainty and realizing how much of a financial stress going to school was going to be for me because I chose to go to a very prestigious art school. I dropped out. I dropped out within the first month of my second semester. And I'm happy I did, quite honestly. Or at least I did it so fast because I got 50% of my tuition back, which was a pretty hefty amount, quite honestly, because even with not living on campus, um, financial aid due to income, and taking reduced credits each semester was about ten to twelve thousand dollars so in those what six months i was enrolled at the school i was expected to pay 24 grand for a diminished experience there and it turned to 18k because i got 50 percent of my second semester tuition back and I managed to pay it all off. It's already all done. Thank God. But after dropping out, it was right back to the same desolate pit that I found myself in three years before. I didn't create because it wasn't urgency. And I didn't create because there wasn't anything in my head. I just felt blank. I felt blank. And on top of that, I wasn't sure what I was going to do with my future anymore because that was the the one thing, a Hail Mary, if you would. It was everything to me. But at the same time, I realized that I was putting up too much. There was too much risk involved with chasing it, or at least in that regard. So I had to take a pivot. But in my pivot, I found myself in just a mental pit, essentially. I didn't know it. I didn't know what to do because I just didn't want to create. There was just no, the passion wasn't there anymore, or at least for the moment And the sprints were too long to say that it's really something that I wanted to keep going with because if it was something that I really, truly love. I would see how much the other, my peers around me at college would draw. They could draw. It would have took them one week one bad week to basically produce more sketches than I've ever made at the time 
and it would take them only one month to match me in how many finished pieces I had at the time. They were just, they were a different level in a level that I couldn't even come close to replicating, even with my passion. They had just so much more going for me. And I think that that realization also made me very uncomfortable with being there. And that's not to say that this, it's their fault by any means. It's never their fault. But I saw competition and I got scared. <laughs> I didn't, I started to even question how I even got into the school. Everything fell apart. And once I dropped out, I was met with the same question. What What now, essentially? What am I going to do with myself? And quite honestly, that's still, that is still a question that I have to deal with on a daily basis. I'm still very fearful for my future. But I've, it comes because I desire such a level of control on my life. But at the same time, I cannot achieve that level of control if I lack the passion. Simply put, I still love to create. I do. I try to verse myself in many different creative avenues all the time. But I don't find one thing and stick with it. And there's nothing really that makes me passionate. I think about other jobs and professions nothing nothing sticks i don't want to do something i don't want to do something i don't want to do but at the same time i don't know what i even want to do and that makes me scared that makes me very scared for my own future especially to just see other people either taking paths or literally creating paths for themselves all around me all of my friends that i grew up with or met they're all on their own paths and they've been on it since I've met them none of my friends have really switched majors or anything they're all just blazing through their life and that's another form of competition that makes me even more anxious and hungry to figure out what the hell I'm doing with myself because it feels like I'm just I don't know if I'm just getting left left behind or I'm letting myself be let behind left behind but I feel behind I have drive for things but it's just not strong enough essentially it's not it's not strong enough and the fact that it's not strong enough just makes me scared and confused because what am I gonna do then like the amazing question people ask you about goal setting and things or just want to know where you want where you are mentally about what you desire for your future they'll ask you the age-old question where do you see yourself in five to ten years i can't answer that i can't answer that question i can give you vague little tidbits about where i'd like to be but if you ask me how i get there I can't, I can't answer it at all. And I'm late to that answer. I know it. I'm I'm still very late. Or I feel like I'm late. 
You can always change. There's always capacity to change. Who you are today isn't who you are tomorrow. What you're interested in now, you might not be interested in later. I understand that. I've seen it happen. But I just have some immense drive to just figure it all out now to the point where I can't reason not knowing exactly what I want to do. And I want to do something that I want to do. I don't want to be stuck just working jobs that are available just for the cash flow, even though I don't want to or hate it, despise it, whatever negative words you want to choose. I don't want that to be my life. But at the same time, all arrows are pointing towards it might be what I have to do because I just, uh, I lack it. I just lack the motivation or some, something's up, something's up with it. And I'm aware of it, dangerously aware of it. You know, I'm not doing enough to really fix it. For an interesting thing, um, lately in my quest to investigate the areas that I feel like I'm lacking in in that regard to try to do better. I remember hearing saying, someone saying that both persistence and creativity can be exercised like a muscle or something similar to that. And I thought about it and I realized that it's, it's very true for like, even with, uh, it's a somewhat popular phenomenon at least around my friend group and people I've went to school with. But there's this thing that we call get the kid burnout, which is seeing someone be like, you know, top ranking, top class when they're younger. And then all of a sudden it all just kind of seems like it crashes. People wonder why. There's a lot of things that can play into it, quite honestly. It's never one answer when it comes to those type of things. But when I think about myself, I realized that my persistence started to fade and get weaker because I wasn't training myself to be persistent. I would, I went from someone who was hellbent on getting work done early and scouting out to see how much I could get done as soon as possible, being on top of everything, figuring it out, even if it meant taking a suboptimal route just to get it done, I will figure it out as fast as I can. To someone who procrastinates to the last minute and constantly gets distracted and allows himself to be consumed by the benefits and the pleasures of the moment instead of the potential payoff in the future. And I've been sucked into that cycle. I realize I've been in that cycle for about three, four years, those three, four key years of my adolescence has left me with a way, a form of operation that will only continuously bite me in the ass as time goes on because I can't do anything. I can't, I can't confidently and consistent, consistently perform with the way that I have conditioned myself growing up.
I need to stop doing what I have been doing. And usually when it came to the intense amount of procrastination, it was the idea of getting comfortable with things can be done later. I stopped caring to see it through some things. I was just like, it went from trying to succeed to just trying to get it done. And even if it didn't get done, I didn't care too much. I let things pass me. I would get wrapped up in whatever seemed interesting in the moment to the point where I would lose sight and lose my grip on the things that would actually keep me afloat. It was like an ooh, shiny moment for me, basically. This looks interesting, and I would chase it even if it took me off a ledge. And then I fall off the ledge and wonder what went wrong, and I didn't learn. And now I'm learning. Now I'm moving my way back into building the persistence and the focus that I used to have when I was younger. And then on top of that, how can I keep building on it? Because I don't like the fact that I'm afraid of the future, quite honestly. It's not a good feeling. Like I have some goals goals that are written down planned out which is very helpful writing down your goals for the future giving yourself a time frame for each of them they're very nice but i still haven't created or have discovered the path that i actually want to take for my life or at least for the next couple years couple months still feels like i'm drifting in a way i just kind of do little one-off things because i feel like it but i'm not dedicated to one thing one craft something that will be sustainable it will actually allow me to feel very confident about the future and looking forward and that's my main fear for the future and as with the question i asked earlier it's something i do feel to an extent but i would just love to talk about it anyway fear of things that don't involve you necessarily because everyone will feel that existential dread of what they have done and do they do they think it's the correct thing is it really what they want to do midlife crisis or just general discomfort with what's going on i think that's slightly understood unfortunately a lot of people have to go through that feeling but in a general sense, because I used to be this way, I used to just be scared of the future because it felt like the world was collapsing around me or just fear of certain events that feel inevitable or are, for example, losing family members and losing friends. And I feel like those are really the two big things outside of just being afraid of your own death but the fear of losing friends and family is also one that holds people back and rightfully so i mean those are legitimate concerns and unfortunately there's not too much that can be done and those feelings are accelerated depending on some information that are brought that is brought to light as your life goes on and as their life goes on you know there's always 
there's always a fear and the closer that you get to realizing that some things in life are limited the more the fear starts to control people and I didn't understand it too well. I understood it from a variety of standpoints. Like, growing up, when I was younger, the more I got older, the more that I realized the things that were going on in my household were getting increasingly bad. And they got pretty bad, to be honest. Um, I do recall... During my freshman year, I went from only living in one household that was in some bad conditions to I would alternate going between my mom's and my dad's house and stayed that way for about a year, I believe. But during that time, all the tension that led up to one of my parents moving out to just finally being in that moment I felt fearful and it's a fear because something out of my control was rocking my world I can't at the time I was like 13 I don't know anything I don't know anything don't have don't have a job don't have money I'm completely dependent on my parents at this time but everything around me was just shaking and shaking very violently it made me uncomfortable because I didn't I didn't know what was to come next I don't know if I should sit here and overthink and try to prepare myself for what's going on next should I just try to close my mind and just assume something bad will happen and just prepare myself to tuck and roll with whatever punches are thrown at me do I try to see if I could fix it do I just run from the problem and that's you know that's fear for the future as well in many things whether you run away from home or you run away in the sense that you just you feel like you're so stuck in a scenario that you can't deal with to the point where you just you know kill yourself quite honestly i've seen it i've seen it rp my friend because around that same time they were doing they were experiencing a lot of things at home and just in their life and all the fear came up and it consumed them too many fears didn't tomorrow looked so bleak so distant so confusing that my friend decided to dive into the pit of the unknown then to try to wait out and see what tomorrow might bring them and i'm not even gonna say the word i'm not gonna say the word blame doesn't make sense to there's no something to blame they made their choice and why i wish they were still here with me they made they made their choice and I'm going to respect it and I'll keep them in my memory just like I've been doing since that day happened. The fear for their future just overshadowed them and it consumed them. 
and just in similar sense or just to take a step back from that just fear even if it doesn't directly evolve you involve you you know you don't it doesn't have to necessarily agitate your current living situation but you might just be fearful of something that's to come and i saw it firsthand more than anything because i'm talking to my friend about how they're feeling i'm trying to console them and i felt fear for the future because i didn't know if they would still be here with me or not two years down the road it finally gets revealed to me even though apparently the diagnosis was known a year beforehand my grandma was diagnosed with a form of cancer i believe it was breast cancer but i honestly don't know if they even told me and i don't i don't know but she had she had cancer and they mentioned it to me because it became very clear that she didn't have too much time off so we started to really you know spend more and more time at grandma's house which i love she was always doing her best to be herself that now that i put two and two together even though she was diagnosed with it and people knew i couldn't even tell she always seemed like bumbly grandma only thing that i can think about now that really shows the difference is that she lost a lot of weight during those last couple of years she was with me but somehow i found i found i didn't find peace because i was still torn apart when i lost her but when i heard it if anything the only thing i felt was i was scared because i didn't know when it was going to happen i was scared because i love my grandma every time i go there i love to spend time with her eat breakfast with her clean around the house with her go shopping with her i stuck around her as much as i can as i could so i felt fear because i knew it finally like dawned on me like this insanely bright light in my life is going to actually disappear relatively soon i didn't let that hold them i didn't let that hold me back at least in her case i didn't i i couldn't the only thing that was focused on my mind was not i've been blessed with the opportunity of at least knowing when i'm going that my time with someone is a lot more limited than i've been thinking because if there's anything that basically everyone says when they lose someone close to them was i wish i could have done more could have done more with them changed my final words to them anything like that so knowing that at that time i sprung into action and i made sure i spent a lot of time with her that way i could diminish the fear because in her present i didn't it wasn't like the fear of losing her anymore it was more time i spent with her the more i started to actively document you know my time with her and talk to her and learn about her life the fear it was always there cuz i didn't want it to happen but it did make me feel a little bit whole it made me feel warm because now it wasn't just oh you know this is grandma you know 
grandma hazy basically and she you know tries to force feed you a bunch of sweets and spoils you and all that i understood who she was and why she does the thing that she does and everything so the future knowing her now knowing more about her and those that final year i got to spend with her help me alleviate help me know that the future will be okay without her but i do wish that she was still here but you know i only known her for a relatively short period of time in my life i only used, i saw my grandma about once or twice a year every single year and i lost her when i was 15 so I saw her outside of like random visits and everything. I probably have seen her for a grand total of about 40 to 50 trips, not days, trips throughout my life. My dad, on the other hand, that's that's his mom. He's known her and talked to her. and She's been there for him way more than I could ever imagine. And I've seen it even throughout the years, Pat, even in the years um, past when she um, passed away I can see that in I saw the instability start to I saw the instability started to show itself because his fear his greatest fear in life finally came true because he he was my dad still is there's no point in saying was he is he's a mama's boy he loves his mom to pieces and she did a lot for him but as a result once it finally dawned on him as well the true mortality of it of the situation he it um, it was his greatest fear for the future and it was finally looking him in the eyes and even to this day it's been it's been a couple of years since that day. That type of demon still follows him around. And it follows me around. Because that moment truly also set in 100% the mortality of life. And, you know, you, you always feel, you always hear it. You always feel like you understand it. And in my dad's position, just due to age as you get older depth and depth just it it occurs unfortunately so you know he's had his fair moments of losing people throughout his life or hearing about death but it really does just take that one hit for it to all finally come together for you to finally realize that oh depth really is around the corner a lot and it strikes fear because once you lose that one person or that one domino falls it's it's a domino effect it's a snowball you start to worry about everything because now now that you have been put in the scenario you can never truly prepare for it once you're put into it you spend a lot of time trying to figure out what can what would you do differently and it just consume you stresses you out so in a sense with like my grandfather because he's still alive 
my dad spends a lot of time with him which is a good thing always but you can tell that the emphasis the emphasis on it has definitely been very heightened in recent years since my grandma's passing because he that was like that was his moment for him where he realized that life is very fragile and i can see him making a lot of plans for his own case if he should have passed away mortality is my dad's greatest fear for the future and it makes sense to me i don't feel it though it makes sense to be afraid of the future and it makes sense to be afraid that one day you won't be here but i think i take a more leisurely approach leisurely i cannot say that what is wrong with me i take a carefree approach to how i see it because usually when it comes to that type of fear for the future or just fear for the future in general you are either afraid of what you need to do or you're afraid of what you could have done and fear of death in your own case is usually come stems from feeling either uncertain about what lies after life or you feel like you just won't get everything that you want to get done with your life accomplish before your time is here i don't i don't feel that too well though i don't i don't feel it strongly at all quite honestly because i think i have come to the point where i recognize i don't really think you'll ever hit a point where you feel like you've done everything because as humans we always strive for more so i don't even see it as i could have done x y and z just celebrate what's been done after it's done don't don't be sad because it's over be sad be happy that it happened that type of feeling also got me through considerable grief with losing my friend and losing both my grandparents my grandmothers and even just with failed friendships um my relationship that fell apart due to my own issues i'm so happy that it happened I'm, i am sad that it all came to an end but i rather focus on what came out of it as opposed to just wanting more and more in that case because it won't it won't get me anywhere the anger and feelings that i might have because i wanted to accomplish more before i pass away or i wanted 10 20 30 more years with my grandparents or my friend that feeling's not going to change anything it'll just leave me feeling angry and unaccomplished and those type of feelings make an active detriment into what i can actually do right now while i have the time so celebrate celebrate keep them close keep everything close and dear to you but can't let it can't let it break you in the same sense even if you just have fear for the future and say that you don't really know what you're striving for 
it's okay not to know and you can always pivot so just you can find your motivation for your future and just trying a bunch of new things there's something out there that makes your heart flutter and for whatever reason you might have not found it and if you found it and you're not pursuing it i'm not sure why maybe it's not financially sustainable understandable because you need finances first and foremost you gotta you gotta eat but can you still do it on the side do it on the side and if it's something that you could make a profession out of push for it push for it anyway if you're if you're into art and you like you know you like to make art keep doing it on the side even if you need to work somewhere else as like a cashier or something to get get your bills paid and spend your spare time pursuing what you actually enjoy keep pushing it and if you see a moment where you can where art might be able to pay it off you might be able to combine those two you have financial financial stability and the opportunity to pursue something that you enjoy run for the hills with it and see where it gets you there's no reason not to quite honestly life's too in the grand scheme of things life is always too short to not really do what you want to do always always really you gotta make sure it pays off you gotta make sure you can eat you gotta make sure that it doesn't actively become a detriment in someone else's life especially if it's someone that you care for you don't want to throw everything into the wind just because you want to pursue something if someone else's well-being is in the mix if you have kids or you want to make sure that your parents are all good significant other friends then maybe step back and make sure that you can still provide for them but if it's just you or you believe you can go for it then run for it because it'll make everyone happier or at the very least it'll make you happy and that's all that matters <laughs> if there's anyone that is always going to be here with you it's yourself future the future doesn't have to be so scary but i'm scared <laughs>